Ephesians, the sixth chapter, 18th verse. That's where we've been, have been starting. It's a good place to start. Ephesians 6, 18 says, Praying always with all prayer, supplication in the Spirit, and watching thereunto with all perseverance and supplication for all saints. One translation says, Amplified says, with all manner of prayer. Good, good speech translation says, use every kind of prayer. So we know that there's different kinds of prayer. And if it's different kinds of prayer, then each kind of prayer has a different rule to govern that prayer. Now, if you don't get the right rule with the right prayer, then you don't get the right result. Kind of like one lady said, she said, now, you know, it seems like to me you try and tell me if I don't hold my mouth just right, you know, that I'm not going to get my prayer. You know, don't make statements like that, people. Don't make statements like that. That, that shows spiritual ignorance. Are you hearing me? Praise God. And you need to know the right rule to the right prayer. Someone said, well, in prayer, prayer? Well, of course it's prayer. If you're praying, it's praying. But, you know, it's kind of like driving. You know, if you're driving, you're driving. But it's different rules on the Indianapolis Speedway than it is out here on the street. And people that try to put that rule out here on the street wind up in the ditch and in trouble. That's what happens in prayer. People try to put the wrong rule over here in the wrong uh, right prayer and then they get, get them all jumbled up and mixed up and they wind up in the ditch and, and, and just prayer is null and void. It doesn't mount anything. Are you hearing me? See, you've got to have the right rule in this thing. See, I've never had any trouble along this line. Not since I've been born again and knew anything about faith. I knew that some prayers you could pray over and over. Like Jesus, when he went to the garden, he wanted to know if it was possible. He didn't know whether it's possible if God could take that cup from him. He said, Lord, if it's possible, take this cup from me. If it's at all possible... It's fine to pray that. He prayed that prayer three times. And he didn't just go out there and say, Lord, if it be thy, uh, thy will. He prayed an hour each time. He, said, he told Peter and him, said, couldn't you watch with me one hour? The Holy Spirit just give the jest of, of what he was praying there when he was praying that prayer of submission, praying that prayer of commitment, praying to find out the will of God. Let me tell you something, people. If you... If you don't know the will of God in a situation, then you can't pray in faith. See, a lot of people try to take the prayer of faith and because we teach faith so much and how to believe God, they think that the prayer of faith will just fit any situation. Kind of like one lady told me. She said, well, I don't see any sense in coming down there and praying on Tuesday night with y'all. I don't see any sense at all in that. I just pray the prayer of faith in that situation and let it go. I just pray the prayer of faith for my husband. I said, yeah, he hasn't come in yet, neither, and it's been 10 years. So if it's not working, something's wrong. Is that right? If it's not working, you know, faith doesn't take 10, 15, 20 years. Have you ever seen where it did in the Bible? Huh? Well, you know, Abraham, he stood in faith 25 years, didn't he? 
But it, it, that was a different covenant that we, than we have now. See, those promises in the Old Testament promises in the New Testament, they become facts because Jesus' blood has been applied to them. They're facts. They're already true. They're already true in, 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 on our behalf. They're already ours. All right, let me say this. Now, if a person does not take the right rule and apply it to the right prayer, then there is failure. You don't just have to hold your mouth a certain way or you don't have to do just some kind of certain uh, exercise. I'm not saying that. But you do have to have the right rule. It'd be kind of like you trying to play football with basketball rules. Said he just made a free shot. You know, how did he make a free shot? Oh, he shot it over the goal. No, and well, that, he got two points. No, that won't work. That won't work. And, you know, sports is sports, isn't it? But there is different rules in sports. Well, it's prayer is prayer, all right? But there's different rules in prayer. And if you're going to be a successful prayer warrior, as God wants you to, you must learn the rules that's in prayer. When I come into this thing, I, I, I knew that you couldn't pray just any kind of prayer. I knew when you prayed in faith, he said, whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. You can't pray that prayer over and over and over and over and over. You can't do that. Why? Because you're supposed to believe when you pray. Now you take this prayer that Jesus prayed, if it be thy will, he mixed it, you know, he prayed three times for that. Well, what's wrong? Something's wrong. No, nothing's wrong. Nothing's wrong. It is different rules and different prayers. That's all it is. So let's learn the different rules that's in different prayers. Let's first of all define exactly what prayer is. I guess if I'd ask you tonight, what is prayer? Uh, most people would say, well, it's communicating with God. Most people that I know would say, well, that's just communicating with God, but that's not so. That's not what prayer is. Now, if you got that idea that that's, you know, kind of like the little boy named Jimmy, he said, you know, prayer, you know, said, uh, dear father, my name's Jimmy. I'll take all you give me, you know. No, that's prayer, all right, but that still is not prayer. Prayer is joining forces with Almighty God. Prayer is joining forces with God. Prayer is fellowshipping with God. Prayer is carrying out God's will upon this earth. Those are the three things that you need to know that prayer is. Prayer, first of all, is joining forces with Almighty God. It is fellowshipping with God and it's carrying out God's will upon this earth. Kind of like John Wesley said, the founder of the Methodist faith. He said, I do not understand it, but God cannot do anything down here on this earth until man prays. He said, I don't understand it. Well, I do. I understand it. You know, we've got more light on the Word of God than they had back in the 18th century. Isn't that right? We've got lots more light on the thing than they did now. I'll tell you what, man's got a right on this earth. God's given him authority over this earth. And when man prays, that joins forces with Almighty God. It carries out the will of God upon this earth. Praise God. It carries out His will. Hallelujah. All right, someone said, I don't know who it was, said that praise is the highest type of prayer. 
praise is the highest type of prayer. That's, I, I've heard that ever since I've been in this movement, and I believe that. Praise is your highest type of prayer, especially where the prayer of faith is involved. Especially where the prayer of faith is involved. Praise the Lord. Turn with me to Acts now tonight, the second chapter. Acts, the second chapter. Starting the 46th verse. It said, And they continually, continued, and they continuing daily with one accord, with one accord in the temple, and breaking bread from house to house did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of heart. Oneness, accord, singleness of heart. 47th verse said, Praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. This was a part of their daily life. Praising God. Praising God. You can look there in the third chapter of Acts there. First verse said, Now Peter and John went up together into the temple at the hour of prayer, being the ninth hour. And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried, whom they laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple, who, seeing Peter and John about to go into the temple, asked an alms. Peter fastened his eyes upon him with John, said, Look on us. You know, I, I look at that scripture, and most Christians say, Well, don't look at me, look at my preacher. Don't look at me, I ain't nothing. I'm just an old has-been, I'm just an old worm, I ain't nothing. You know, I'm just struggling along myself. Go see my preacher, go call somebody else. But Peter and John said, look on us. Someone said, well, I don't want anybody to look on me, I'm nothing. That's pride, people. That's pride. I'm some little nothing. That's pride in being a nothing. Are you hearing me? That's pride. Well, I'm, I, I'm, I'm real pious. I'm nothing. No. Look on us. We have something. What do you have? In Jesus' name, I have something. What do you have? Hallelujah. I've got something to show the world. Hallelujah. And Peter fastened his eyes up on him with John, said, Look on us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, Give I thee, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. And he leaping up, stood, walked, entered into the temple, walking and leaping and praising God, praising God. And the people saw him walking and praising Almighty God. Hallelujah. So this was a part of their daily their daily life. This was a part. See, the Psalms over here, the Jewish people's song and prayer book is the Psalms. And you can read through that thing, and it says, Praise ye the Lord. Praise the Most High God. And ha ha the 119th Psalm, every other verse was, Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. And you can read all through that. They was continually praising God in their prayers. See, one thing that we've, we've done, we've had plenty of prayer. How many of you believe we've had plenty of prayer to go up? But we need something added to that a lot of times. That is praise. 
I think we've had plenty of prayer on every subject. I believe we've had prayer, plenty of prayer to go up. Well, something's wrong. Why haven't they been answered? Why? Because we haven't added some praise to it. We'll see that in just a minute. Praise God. We're going to look at, at praise and worship in prayer. Turn with me to Acts the 13th chapter. Acts the 13th chapter. First verse, it said, Now there were in the church which was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers as Barnabas, Simeon, that was called Niger, and Lucius the Cyrene, and Manian, which had been brought up with Herod the Patriarch, and Saul, as they ministered to the Lord. As they ministered to the Lord and fasted, the Holy Ghost said, do you see what kind of atmosphere that the Holy Ghost said something in? You know, a lot of people want me to tell them, say, well, you know, how do I be led by the Lord? How am I going to hear the voice of the God? The Lord. As they ministered to the Lord, the Holy Ghost said. Do you see that? A lot of times when we're praying around the altar, especially on Tuesday night, when we're praying, a lot of times I'll, just, I'll be quiet after we get through praying. And that's when I listen to the voice of the Lord. After you've ministered to the Lord, ministered to the Lord, and fasted, he said, the Holy Ghost said. The Holy Ghost said. Let's see what he said. Second verse. And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work wherein I have called them. And when they had fasted and prayed, there's that word pray in there. See, they was praying and fasting and ministering to the Lord. We was out on the highway and in a little church out there and we was just ministering to the Lord one, one night. We were just praying and ministering to the Lord and all of a sudden a lady that couldn't even move her arm, her arm just shot up like that. Her arm just shot up. Why? Because that's the atmosphere in which the Holy Ghost moves and when He speaks, praise God, and manifests Himself. Praise the Lord. Said then, when they had fasted and prayed, they laid their hands on them and sent them away. So they being sent forth by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Praise God. So we see that that in that kind of an atmosphere of praise and that kind of atmosphere of worshiping God and that kind of atmosphere in your prayer life will cause a manifestation of the Holy Ghost. You know, a lot of people think, well, the Holy Ghost will just do what He wants to do. Sure, He He, he can do some things. But he moves in that kind of an atmosphere. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. Turn over to the 16th chapter of the Acts of the Apostles. 23rd verse. Acts 16 and 23 states, And when they had laid many stripes upon them, See, Paul and Silas had went over unto Philippi and they had had a, Paul had had a vision of a, a, a man in Macedonia saying, come over here. And they went over there and got one widow woman saved and cast the devil out of another young girl and they got thrown in jail. It says right here, and when they had laid many stripes upon them, they cast them into prison, charging the jailer to keep them safely, who having received such a charge, 
thrust them into the inner prison and made their feet fast in the stocks. And at midnight, and at midnight, at midnight, I believe that has a twofold application there. We know at midnight, at midnight, that, that's 12 o'clock at night, so I believe that's when this happened. But it also, the darkest hour, the midnight hour of your life, no matter how late it gets, friends, you've got a right to pray before God and expect God to move. Hallelujah. You, no matter what, how late it seems, I'm telling you, He'll snatch people right out of the very jaws of hell itself if someone's praying. Praise God. Hallelujah. It said, and at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed, but they done something else. They done something else. It said, at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Prayed and sang praises unto God. They added something to their prayer. What did they add? They sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. The prisoners heard them. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know, I'll tell you what. Now, you, we're going to read the rest of this, but you remember this one thing. They prayed and sang praises unto God while their backs were bleeding, while they were in the darkest dungeon, their feet held fast in a stock. Before they got out of trouble, they went to praise and sang praises unto God. Do you see that? This is the prayer that's going to change something. Something's going to be changed in that prison house. What's going to be changed? This jail, the whole jail's going to be shook by the prayers of, of, of two righteous men. Praise God. Hallelujah. It said, and at midnight they prayed and sang praises unto God and the prisoners heard them. They heard them. It wasn't one of those little silent requests, was it? Huh? It wasn't one of those little silent requests. They all uh, pray for me, you know, and let me cover my head up. No, praise God. They sang praises unto God. The prisoners heard them. And suddenly, oh, I'm going to tell you something else. The God that's more than enough heard them. <laughs> praise God. Hallelujah. They prayed and sang praises unto God before they got out of jail. Anybody can thank God after they get out of the trial, after they get out of the prison, after they get out of the sickness and get their healing, after the finances come in, but when they're looking at the bills, looking at the sickness, looking at the situation, it's hard to praise God then. But they knew their God. Hallelujah. These Jewish boys right here knew how to praise God. They knew that their God would manifest Himself in praise. He said he inhabits the praises of his people. Oh, hallelujah. Praise God. Suddenly there, 26th verse, suddenly there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately all the doors were open and everyone's bands were loose. I mean, it shook the whole thing. Well, how come the Lord done that? Well... I guess they was down there bellyaching and he finally bellyached loud enough that God got tired of hearing him bellyache and just got him out of jail. No. That isn't what it says, is it? It said they prayed and sang praises unto God. You know, most Christians I know, you know, if they'd have got in this, you know, you could hear old Silas over there say, Paul, is that you? Well, who'd you think it was? Hearing the stop. Where you think I was? Run off? 
No, I'm not him. Well, I tell you what, Paul, this is a terrible situation. Oh, I'm telling you, I've been in trouble before, but never like this. Not at midnight in the inner prison. They'll probably, they'll, we're, whooped, we're whipped now. I'm bleeding. I've never been in a shape like this before. You know, they warned me about running with people like you, Paul. I, you know, I ought to know better than that. No, they didn't say that, did they? What did they say? They didn't bellyache. They didn't gripe. They didn't say, oh, look here. Oh, me. You know, it looks like God ought to just do something. Well, I've been serving God. He gave me a vision over here and said to come over to this thing. And now he's got, I'm in jail. It, it's all your fault, God. No, he didn't. They went to praising and singing praises unto God. The whole prison house heard them. The jailer, all of them heard them praise God. They wasn't, they wasn't bashful about this thing because they knew their God was more than enough. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sound like when the walls of Jericho fell. They didn't march around that thing and wait till it fell down and then say, oh, what's praise God? They prayed and shouting before the walls fell. Huh? Wasn't it? Wasn't it? I say, wasn't it? Praise God. Praise God. If you're going to wait till you see the manifestation, are you going to wait till you have the finances in your hand or wait till you get your healing and then go to praising God for it? You're too late. Are you hearing me? Anybody can do that. It doesn't take any faith to do that. It doesn't take any, any kind of belief to do that. 27th verse said, The keeper of the prison awakened out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself supposing that the prisoners had been fled. But no, Paul's not going to leave. He's not going to leave, people. Paul Silas is not going to leave. Why isn't he going to leave? You know, I believe if I'd have been there and my stocks come off, I believe I would have set the record for the 100-yard dash up them prison house steps, just like you would but he wasn't going to leave till he said something to the jailer. He wasn't going to leave till he got that old jailer saved. He wasn't going to leave till he got something done for God. See? Praise God. Hallelujah. Paul cried. Paul, uh, but Paul cried with a loud voice saying, Do thyself no harm, for we're all here. Then he cried for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and said, and, and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy household. He wasn't going to leave till he got some of them saved, was he? God didn't send him over there to Philippi to stay in jail. God didn't send him over there to, to sit around belly ache and bright because he got in a little trouble. You know, someone said, Well, you know, I tell you what, if trouble comes and it's not working some kind of way, then you must not be in the will of God. Well, there's a fellow that wrote over half the New Testament and you read his uh, biography and you thought, well, he never did get in the will of God because he stayed in trouble. This old boy stayed in trouble. Can you say amen to that? Praise God. Praise God. They praised God before they got out of jail. They praised God while they was in the midst of the trouble. Right in the middle of it. Right in the middle of the prison, they praised God. They prayed and sang praises unto God right in the middle of the trouble. See, someone said, well, you know, if I get out of this thing, 
I'll praise God. No, that's not the way it works. That's not the way it works. Kind of like a man told me one time. He said, I'm going to tell you something, Brother Stone. He done went blind. He went blind. He said, I'm going to tell you something. If God ever heals me, if God ever heals me, I'm going all over this country and praise God to everybody I see. I said, yeah, brother, you ain't ever going then. You're not ever going to praise God because God's not going to heal you. Well, he said, yeah. He named off all the things he'd done for God, how he'd been faithful, how he had the Holy Ghost 50 years, how he taught Sunday school for this many years and all this. And I thought, my Lord, you've been teaching some of this for 50 years, throwing unbelief for 50 years. Oh, dear Lord, I thought to myself, I didn't tell him that, you know. But I tried to get it across to him. I said, now look, these people got manifestations of God and they praised God before, before. They thank God that his word is true. They thank him that that is theirs now, praise God. For the word said it's mine, I thank you that it's true. He said, well, if he ever heals me, I'm going to go all over the country praising God. And I never did get it across to him. See, people want to wait and see if they get their healing, then praise God. Wait and see if the finances comes in. If it's in the mailbox, here's my check. Y'all look there. Let's just have a fit now. Oh, glory. We're going to have a fit tonight. No, that's not the way they did it. They prayed and sang praises unto God in the middle of the trouble before they ever received uh, 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 their manifestation. They received uh, uh, their manifestation after they had prayed and sang praises. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn over to Philippians. This is the letter that Paul wrote back to those people. Philippians, the fourth chapter. Philippians, the fourth chapter. See, a lot of times, a lot of times, we know some of these things, but we kind of forget them. Are you hearing me? You know, Peter said, Put me, I'm going to stir up uh, that gift within you and I'm going to put you in remembrance. Put you in remembrance of those things I've taught you. So we need to put, put people in remembrance of these things and, and, and ever keep them before our, before our faces. Know some of these things about prayer. Praise the Lord. You don't see that prayer, uh, uh, Paul and Silas praying, Dear Lord, if it be thy will, we'll stay in the tent. Oh, Lord, I know you can get me out if you want to. But if you, you know, if it be that, no, they praise God, thank God, and want to praise in God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Our God's more than enough, more than this bleeding back, more than our sore aching back and our feet and stocks, more than this prison can, can overload us. I'm telling you what, I'm telling you what, one thing happened right there. Paul and Silas might have got it, might have been in the pen, but the pen didn't get me. Hallelujah. They didn't let the pen get them down. You know what I mean by that? Overload them. The circumstances. It looks like it won't work, but that doesn't make any difference. That don't make any difference what it looks like. They prayed and sang praise. How many of you could pray and sing praise unto God in the middle of the pen, not knowing what them crazy folks are going to do to them? Well, them folks was, them folks was mad. Them folks, you know, he done cast the devil out of a little old girl that, that, that was, 
a soothsayer or telling fortunes and, and then rich men there in town, they don't make much gain by her uh, uh, telling fortunes. Well, they rich folks in town done come out against them and got them thrown in jail. And if they got them thrown in jail, they can get anything they want done with them. Isn't that right? What's going to happen in the morning? Oh, Paul, oh, Paul, pray, pray. Oh, and let's have a, let's have a, a hard prayer, Paul. Let's have a hard prayer where we can really get out. No, they want to pray and sing and praise it under God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Right in the middle of the pen. Philippians, the fourth chapter, sixth verse. He writing to those people, he said, be careful for nothing. Be careful for nothing. Cockpit translates that, don't fret about anything. Don't fret about anything. Good news is don't worry about anything. Tony Barry said, let no care trouble you. Knox said, nothing must make you anxious. How could they keep from being anxious right there in the, in the pen? Their feet's in stocks, their backs bleeding. The townspeople, the rich men in town were against them, not knowing what befalls them the next day. Now how, how could they, how could they not be anxious? How could they keep from worrying what was going to happen? How could they do this? Because they knew their God. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. He said, be careful for nothing. But in everything, by prayer and supplication with, with what? Say it out loud. Thanksgiving. With what? Say it a little louder. Thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Everything with prayer and supplication with something. Add something to it. Put something to it. Why thanksgiving? Because you're believing that God's word's true and you're thanking him it's already so before it ever comes to pass. This is the prayer of faith. This is what, what adds power to the prayer of faith. Thanksgiving. Praise God. Thank you that it's already mine. Hallelujah. Basic English translates that verse. In everything with prayer and praise, put your request before God. Everything with prayer and praise. Arthur S. Way said, Let no anxiety stretch you. Nay, in every matter, let the things that you would ask be known by means of prayer, by definite request, linked with thanksgiving. Link them together. Let your request be linked with something, with thanksgiving. Everything with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving. Add something to it. They didn't just pray. Blessed be God, they prayed and sang praises unto Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Look in the 11th verse there. Paul writing here says, Not that I speak in request of want, respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I'm, I am therein to be content. That's a little blind in the King James. It's not a good translation at all. Uh, Hudson translates that. 20th century translates that. Love it translates that. Fenton translates that. I can go on list make a list of them that translate this thing different. They said, Hudson said, I have learned how to be independent in the circumstances in which I am placed. I've learned to be independent of what? The circumstance in which I am placed. Whatever the circumstances is, I'm independent. 
See, that's what I'm telling you about Paul. And Silas says right in the middle of the jail, but the jail wasn't in them. Hallelujah. They is independent of it. Oh, hallelujah. Let's just have a praise gathering right here. Can't you see them with their feet and stock? Oh, hallelujah. Back to bleeding. Back to bleeding. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that we're more than enough. Father, I thank you that you are the great God El Shaddai. Oh, hallelujah. This went to praise him right there. And the prisoners heard him. Oh, glory to God. Praise God. Praise God. Lovett translates that. He said, Every, I have learned to live independent of my circumstance. Pharaoh Fenton translates that, that I have learned in whatever state I am, I am in to be master. To be the master of it. How come? Because greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Jerusalem translates Philippians 4.13 there. It says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Philippians, uh, Jerusalem translates that verse. said, I am a master of all things through the one who gives me strength. I'm a master of anything through the one who gives me strength. He's a master of the situation. How come they're a master of the situation? Because they prayed in line with God and went to praising right in line with God's word. Praise God. Right in the middle of the circumstance. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with me back to Romans, the fourth chapter. Romans 4. Romans, the fourth chapter. 17th verse. Very familiar text. Or it should be. <coughs> Romans 4.17 said, As it is written, I have made thee a father of many nations. Before him whom he believed, even God, <coughs> even God who quickens the dead and calleth those things which be not as though they were, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, Abraham was not weak in faith. God promised him that you will have a son and he, and you will be a father of many nations. See, that's where, that's where people mess up. That's where people mess up. They want to go pray in the prayer of faith and they don't even know what the will of God is in the situation. They want to go to pray. You cannot pray in faith without knowing the will of God. I'm going to say that again. You cannot pray the prayer of faith without knowing the will of God. Faith and the will of God are one and the same. You don't have scriptures on something, then you're praying in the dark. Already said, the 18th verse said, to, said, who against hope believed in hope. That's not hope like we count hope. I'm a hoping in a prayer. Hope in the Bible, a better translation would be your blueprint. Your blueprint. Say you was going to build a house. What would you start out with? The blueprint. Your found, foundation. Well, that's word hope right there is your foundation. The word of God, in other words. What was spoken was his hope. That was his foundation. Thank God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Already said, who against hope believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations according to that which was spoken so 
shall thy seed be, and being not weak in faith, he wasn't weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead. He didn't consider anything uh, in the natural, did he? He did his body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't consider her. He didn't consider what it looked like. Someone said, well, you don't know my situation. You ought to see what I'm in. You ought to know my husband. You ought to know my wife. You ought to see my children. You ought to see that rebellious boy I got. You ought to see this. You ought to see that. Well, why see that when I can see Jesus? Hallelujah. Huh? What difference does it make when you've got the word of Almighty God? Had you rather see the thing happen or see God say it? If you ever see God say it, it'll come to pass. He said, being not weak in faith, he considered not. Now, if he'd have been weak in faith, if he'd have been weak in faith, he would have considered his own body, wouldn't he? Huh? He'd have considered Sarah's uh, womb being dead, wouldn't he? He'd have considered that. Someone said, well, I've got this bad disease. Well, what are you going to consider? The Word of God or the disease? You going to consider your body or consider God's Word? Well, I know, but Brother Stoughton, you don't understand how bad I hurt. He considered his body? No. He considered not how he hurt. He was 99 years old. He didn't consider that. Neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. He considered not these things. He considered only God's Word that was spoken to him. That's all he considered. He was not weak in faith, though it said. And being not weak in faith, he considered not. So when you want to be in faith, consider not those things. Don't even consider the things. Well, just don't even consider the bills. Well, I know it, but you've got to pay us. Yes, you've got to pay us. And if you sit around considering them all the time, meditating on them bills, instead of meditating on the Word of God, you're going to have a problem with them bills. You're going to have to consider God. You're going to have to consider this word. You're going to have to have this word before you. He said, my son, attend to my word. Incline thine ears unto my saying. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for their life unto them that find them, and health to all their flesh. This word is. This word is. Already said, being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body. Now dead, neither the deadness of Sarah's womb. 20th verse said, He staggered not at the promises of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith. How do you know he was? Giving glory to God. Glory, hallelujah. That sounds like what they're doing over there in the pen, don't it? Huh? When Paul and Silas got thrown in the pen, what? Sound like the same deal, don't it? Amen? Said, being fully persuaded that what he had promised he is able to perform. See, if you're fully persuaded what God promised you in this word that he will perform, you can give him glory for it. Oh, Father, I found it in your word. Oh, hallelujah, look at that. I don't have to worry about my husband anymore. I don't have to worry about my children. I don't have to worry about Uncle Ned anymore. I don't have to worry about Aunt Cookie. I man, hallelujah, what I found. This promise is unto me and my whole household. And as many as are far off as the Lord thy God shall call. That's the promise. And I consider that. I don't consider the situation. I don't consider the deadhead. Amen? Praise the name of the Lord. 
Say, when did Abraham start giving him glory? All oh, about 25 years before it came to pass. <laughs> well, I know it was rather so. God appeared to him. I ain't appeared to him, yeah. But that's not the way you get faith. He didn't say faith comes by angels appearing, did he? Huh? Where do you get faith? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You know, the angels, heaven opened one time. And when Jesus was baptized, heaven's opened. And God himself spoke to all those people. He said, this is my son in whom I'm well pleased. Some of them standing around there said, it is thunder. What was that? It thundered up. You know, isn't that right? Isn't that right? Read the account of so what happened, you know. If an angel stood right before somebody and told them something, you know, they'd get to thinking about it. And if they're walking over in the natural realm, other than walking by faith, Satan will rob it. I was at a home one time, and this lady, well, I'll just tell you who it was, my sister. She's standing, she's standing quartzided, you know, and I, I said, Liz, I said, uh, 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 how come you always stand quartzided all the time? You got and had that toting babies on your hip or something? I thought maybe, you know, she, she said, no, my hip's higher, this hip higher than my other one, and said, my leg is always, said, look here at my britchy leg, you know, and her britchy leg, one of them was this much shorter than the other one. I mean, she, you know, I mean, it was real noticeable. I thought, I said, you're not standing flat-footed. She said, yes, I am. Well, she was up quartzited on one side. So I said, well, that ain't nothing. I ain't been saved filled with the Holy Ghost two or three months. You know, two or three months old in the Lord doing it. And I said, sit down there on the floor. I said, scoot all the way back to the wall. And I scooted her all the way back to the wall, and her leg was an inch and a half shorter on one side than it was the other. And I called her husband, and I said, now, you look right at this. God's going to show you a miracle. I told her kids to stand on the banisters here and watch God. I said, I won't even put my hand on her. I won't touch her. I won't touch her. I won't do anything. And I stood, I told her husband, I said, you look right at that now. I said, you look at that. And I said, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I command that leg to grow out and be normal right now in Jesus' name. And her leg just grew out just like that, right before, right before all of us. He looked at that and he said, my God. I said, I saw that. I saw that with my own eyes. He said, man, I saw that. Ain't that something? He just kept on by. Man, I don't know if I saw that or not. I don't know if I saw that. Maybe you with it. Maybe you did, you know. Let me tell you something. That's not the way you get faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. And as you put the Word of God in there, that's what's going to cause faith to rise in your heart. Faith, the Word of God and faith is the same thing. Praise God. Praise the name of the Lord. Turn with us over to the Old Testament, to Second Chronicles. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter, page 604. The men Maureen's Bible. <laughs> Isn't that right? Me and yours. Praise God. And y'all get good Bible one day. Alright. Second Chronicles, the fifth chapter. 
All right, the 11th verse. We're talking about praising God and worshiping, praising God in prayer. 11th verse said, It came to pass when the priest well, came out of the holy place, for all the priests that were present were sanctified and did not they then wait by court. They wasn't still standing in line to be sanctified. All of them been sanctified. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and Heman of Jeduathim, with their sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, having cymbals, psalters, harps, stood at the east of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounding with trumpets. It came to pass as the trumpets and the singers were as one and made one sound. That sounds like something over in the, in the book of Acts, don't it? Sound like they was all in one accord there. Some, you know something happened when that every now and then. No, friend. These folks got to praise in God. They got to honor in God. They got to worship in Almighty God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Yes, and as you enter into the praises and enter in from your spirit unto me, saith God, yea, and manif I will manifest myself even in your midst, even as you've desired. So get in one accord, get in one voice, saith God, and sound as one man, saith the Spirit. And as you do, the very melodious sound of your spirit shall unite with others and even bring these manifestations of God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Hallelujah. Well, let's tell me something here now. Uh, did God just decide He wanted to appear in the, in the cloud? Some of you never seen the cloud of God. Some of you never seen the very, uh, the fine white cloud of Almighty God roll in. I'm going to tell you something. When you see something like that, it's a, it's a manifestation of the Spirit of grace. We was in, in, in a, a meeting in Tulsa and Kenneth Hagin's uh, camp meeting and the glory of God came in the back door. Once we was, uh, uh, I was way up in uh, maybe ten flights of, uh, of chairs up and the glory of God came in and it just like a cool breeze hit me and knocked me down. It just knocked us down. One, one lady just knocked her feet out from under her, sitting right by me. And the cloud of God came in the back door, back uh, back door, and it came and stood uh, along the front of the stage up there. And, and Hagen stood up and told Kenneth Copeland, he said, come up here and sing. Copeland was praying. He said, God said, sing. And he started singing, you'll never walk alone. Now that ain't even a Christian song, is it? Is it? I don't know, you know. I heard it when I was out in the world. You'll never walk alone. And he started singing this. And I'm going to tell you what happened. In the back, they had rolled a girl in in a wheelchair and she couldn't even move. She had heart trouble. She couldn't walk. She was paralyzed. And she began to try to stand up. And she began to stand up and he sang, you'll never walk alone. And she walked like a duck down that thing. 
She, they tried to grab her and she said, get back, get back. And she just began to walk like that. You know, looked like, looked like a, one of those monster movies. You know, she did walking like that, walking like that. She got better, got better. And she just kept walking. She just kept walking. She got up the front. She was walking good. And at the minute she got out of that cloud of glory, bam, she fell on the power of God. Everyone that come out of that cloud of God just fell under that mighty power of God. I'm telling you right now, this didn't just happen. You know how come it happened up there? We were singing and praising Almighty God. 15,000 people lifting their hands to Almighty God in one accord. Hallelujah. Can you say amen to this? Praise the name of the Lord. The people cause these manifestations of God. The people do. God doesn't just initiate them on on. Say, well, I believe I'll just come, come in in the cloud today. He inhabits the praises of His people. He inhabits them. Praise God. Turn with me over to the 20th chapter of Second Chronicles there while we're in that book. At prayer seminar and in the Holy Spirit seminar that they held in Tulsa this year, while they was praising God, a fragrance went through that room of just fresh cut flowers. Everybody smelled it. They didn't know what it was. They didn't know what it was. It was just a manifestation of God. It's like the cloud of God. It's like the cloud of God. Praise God. Twice that happened this, this year up there. Praise God. Our, uh, Second Chronicles, the 20th chapter. Start in the first verse. Let's read this. Now we're talking about praising and worshiping Almighty God and what it adds to your prayer life and what it does when you pray and praise God. It said it came to pass after this also that the children of Moab and the children of Ammon with their other, with the mother besides the Ammonites came against Jehoshaphat to do battle. He was king of, of Judah. Then there came some that told Jehoshaphat, saying, There cometh a great multitude against thee from beyond the sea on this side Syria. And behold, they be in Hazan Tamar, which is in Gita, and Jehoshaphat feared and set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judah. And Judah gathered themselves together to ask help of the Lord. Praise God. That's a good place to turn. When you're in trouble, hallelujah, we got somewhere to turn, hadn't we? Amen. He said, even out of all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. And Jehoshaphat stood in the congregation of Judah and Jerusalem in the house of the Lord before the new court and said, O Lord God, our fathers, O Lord God of our fathers, art not thou God in heaven and rulest not all over all the kingdoms of the heathen? And in thine hand is there not power and might so that none is able to withstand thee? Art, man, that's, that's praising God there, isn't it? Oh, that's bragging on God there. That sounds like he's buttering him up for something, doesn't it? Huh? He said, Art not thou our God who didst drive out the inhabitants of the land 
this land before thy people Israel and gave it to the seed of Abraham thy friend forever. And they dwelt therein and have built there, built thee a sanctuary therein for thy name, saying, If when evil cometh upon us as the sword, judgment, or pestilence, or famine, we stand before this house and in thy presence, for thy name is in this house, and cry unto thee in our afflictions, then thou wilt hear and help. Praise God. They got great confidence, don't they? Huh? They wasn't just squalling and bawling, was they? They come with great confidence. Amen. And said, Now behold the children of Ammon and Moab and Mount Sirah, who thou wouldst not let the Israel, let Israel invade when they came out of the land of Egypt, but they turned from them and destroyed them not. Behold, I say, how they reward us to come to cast us out of thy possession, which thou hast given us to inherit. O our God, thou, wilt thou not judge them? For we have no might against this great company that cometh against us, neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. Hallelujah. And all Judah stood before the Lord and with their little ones. Now, that's a good thing for a man of God to read there. All Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children. And then Jehazarel, the son of Zechariah, the son of Benaniah, the son of Jeriel, the son of Mathaniah, a Levite, the son of Asaph, came the Spirit of the Lord. Now, the Spirit of the Lord come on this old boy in the midst of the congregation, and he said, Hearken ye all, Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem, and thou king, O Jehoshaphat, thus saith the Lord unto you, Be not afraid, nor dismayed by reason of this great multitude, for the battle is not yours but God's. Hallelujah. Now, if you think you're fixing to fight, you know, someone said, I, I'm fighting the devil. I'm fighting sin. Well, you just fighting losing cause because Jesus done defeated Satan and sin too. Amen. Hallelujah. The battle's already been won. You just fighting it to air. Amen. Praise God. He said, Tomorrow go ye down against them. Behold, they come up by the cliff of Ziz, and ye shall find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness of Jeruel, and ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, and see the salvation of the Lord with you. Oh, Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. Hallelujah. Praise God. Do you know when, when uh, seven nations jumped on Israel uh, in the Six-Day War, it lasted six days and they defeated seven nations. It was the nation of Egypt could not even get those uh, Russian MiGs off of the ground. God confounded their languages and they couldn't communicate with one another. The one-eyed general, Moshe Dayan of Israel, you know what he did? He stood in the, in, in the uh, uh, highest uh, uh, courts in our universe physically in, in, in the United Nations and told them, he said it was not a victory for Israel, but it was a victory for Yash Yahweh. Our God defeated those nations. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, I'm telling you, He's still a God in the land. Hallelujah. 
Praise the Lord. All right, let's start in that 17th verse again. Ye shall not need to fight in this battle. Set yourself, stand ye still, see the salvation of the Lord with you. O Judah and Jerusalem, fear not, nor be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them, for the Lord will be with you. And Jehoshaphat bowed his head with his face to the ground, and all Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem fell before the Lord, worshiping the Lord. Worshiping the Lord. Now, when did they worship the Lord? Oh, after they won the victory. Wait. 19th verse. Said, And the Levites of the children of Kohathites and the children of, of Korahites stood up to praise the Lord God of Israel with a loud voice on high. And they rose early in the morning and went forth into the wilderness of Tekoa. And as they went forth, Jehoshaphat stood and said, Hear me, O Judah, and ye inhabitants of Jerusalem. Believe in the Lord your God. So shall ye be established. Hallelujah. Do you want to be established? Praise God. Do you want to be on a solid rock? Praise God. Hallelujah. you got to believe on your God. Uh, next verse says, Believe his prophets, and so shall ye prosper. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed singers unto the Lord that they should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out when? Before the army. Before the army. Before the army. Before the army. Say that with me. Before the army. Say before. Say before. Before the battle. Before the battle's won. And to say, praise the Lord for His mercy endureth forever. And when they began to sing and to praise the Lord and sing and to praise, the Lord sent ambushments against the children of Ammon, Moab, and Mount Sirah, which were come out against Judah, and they were smitten. Woo, glory, hallelujah. They just sung their way to victory. Hallelujah. Can you see that? They went to praising God before the victory. See, that's what, that's what's wrong with a lot of people. Even faith people, they want to wait and praise God after they get victory. Blessed be God, the praises and, and the singing praises need, need to be given to God before you even start, uh, before you ever get your manifestation. Before that, anybody can praise God after you get the victory. Isn't that right? You know, a lot of times, Someone will get saved. And oh, they just have a fit. Woo, glory. And just, I've seen folks uh, have running spells because someone accepted the Lord. Man, and they've been praying for him for 20 years, just swallowing you know, all that. Finally, you know, some by some hook or crook. I don't know how they got saved. It wasn't by prayer. Are you hearing me? There's some kind of other, I don't know how, you know, it just, but. Now let's have a fit. Well, let me tell you something. What if, what if you had a daughter that was rebellious? What if you had a daughter that was off in sin and Jesus appeared right before you right now and said, when you pray, believe you receive your answer and you can have it. What would you do? Man, I'd shout and have a fit, wouldn't you? Well, that's when you need to do it, when you believe, right then, before you see the manifestation. 
God's already said it. Whatsoever things you desire, when you pray, believe you receive them. You've got a right to believe for your family. You've got Scripture to back that up. Amen? You've got a right to believe for your family. He's given you Scripture for that. That you can take that Scripture and stand on that and start praising God for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, they start praising God before, before the battle. Uh, King James is not real clear right in there. It said, and, and, and they were smitten. In other words, they started singing and praising God and they started smiting one another. They just jumped on one another and killed one another. It took the Israelites three days to pick up the jewelry and, and the spoil of that people. It took three days. You know, I've seen battles where they pick up everything in the whole battle in two hours. I'm talking about it took three days to, to, to pick the spoil up that God gave them off this people. Praise God. Turn with me to James now, the first chapter. Hebrews and then James. James, the first chapter. Second verse. Said, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Uh-oh. Count it all joy. When am I going to... That word temptation there is the word... I don't... I can't quite remember the Greek word, but it means tempted tested or trial. When you fall into a trial, a temptation, or you're tempted, he said, count it all joy. Count it all joy. When? After you get through it? No, when you're in it. When you're in it. Do you want out of it or you want to stay in that mully grub all the time? You want to stay right in the middle of it? If you do, well, just don't go to praising God and Satan's got your little number. Huh. He's got you numbers. You ain't going to praise Him. He'll put something on you and get something stirred up and you'll be right in the temptation and keep you oppressed, depressed all the time. But you can praise your way right on out to victory. Praise God. Hallelujah. Count it all joy. Count it all joy. Uh, someone said, well, what are you t- saying? Thank God that my child's sick? No, I'm not saying that. Someone said, well... uh, What, what do you mean by uh, count it joy when you fall in di- divers temptation? You know, there's a verse over there, Romans 8, uh, 28. says, And we know that all things work together for the good of them that love God. Well, all things work together for the good of them that love the Lord and are called according to His purpose. Now, I hear people co- quote that. Well, this sickness is going to be, you know, count it all joy that your child's sick and all things. It's going to work together for the good of them that love the Lord. No, that's not what he's saying. That is not what he's saying. In Romans 8, 28, you can take that verse out of context and stick it anywhere you want to, and you can make the Bible say anything you want to. You have to take it in context. He's talking about over there in Romans 8, 28, praying in tongues. He ain't, talk, he ain't talking about this saying. Uh, kind of like a, a lady used to come to church. She said, well, I work for Charles and Francis Hunter. And said, I answered the phone for them and I work for them. 
you know, for a long time said, uh, I know one time a lady called and she said her, her little boy got run over by a, a big diesel truck. And, and she said, I told him, said, told that lady, said, I was supposed to comfort, said, well, all things work together for the good of any love. How did that work together for the good? Don't you tell nobody that works together for the good. That don't work together for the good. If You mean what Satan does is work together for the good? You mean if Satan puts sickness on somebody, that's going to work together for the good of them that love the Lord? No, that's not what he's saying here. No, a thousand times no. Just like he said, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. One time, one time I was young in the Lord, I'd got a hold of that verse. And one night about two o'clock is in the winter time and it was cold and it was sleeping. And I woke up and I couldn't, man, my stomach was hurting me. I couldn't hardly get my breath. And, and this verse come to me, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptation. Well, when your sickness tries to attach itself to your body, that's a temptation. That's a trial. That's a death. But I knew where it come from. I knew it come from hell itself. It didn't come from God. God don't have no sickness. Someone, if he did, he'd have to steal it. They ain't got no sickness in heaven. Heaven? Huh? Praise God. Alright, you know what I did? I, I, here I was. I didn't want to wake my wife up. It's two o'clock in the morning. So I was in my underwear and I, and I just walked outside on my back porch. I live out in, out in the country. Don't nobody live around. If someone lived around, I wouldn't walk out, you know, in my drawers. You know, I wouldn't do that. You'd think you're a nut. You know, I wouldn't do that. I, but, you know, I, I, here I was, and then I went outside in my underwear. It's sleeting. It's sleeting cold. You know what I did? I just got loud with, Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Father, I thank you, hallelujah, that by His stripes I am healed. I just went to praise the Lord. And I was just a hurt. I just hurt. And I don't know when it quit. In a minute after it quit, you know, I went on, got back in bed, you know, and I went, fell off to sleep. In a minute I woke up and I was hurting worse than I was. I said, oh, listen, I'll get back out there. He'll come back out there. Sleeting out there. Ice cold. I didn't care. I just got to dancing in the hall. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. By your stripes I am here. Hallelujah. And just praising God. Just thanking God. Hallelujah. That's your word true. I don't care what my body says. I'd rather listen to the word. The word said himself took my infirmity and bare my sickness. And I thank you that it's true. Oh, and I praise God. And I don't know where Satan got his little goodies and hit the road, you know. He gathered up what belonged to him and hit the road. I don't know where he went. <laughs> Probably went over to your house. Because he knew, knew you wouldn't praise him. See? All right, praise the Lord. He didn't say, My brethren, count it all joy when you get out of ti- divers temptations and trials, did he? Count it all joy when you get through a trial. Whew! Oh, man, I got through it. Oh, boy, ain't this a blessing. I got through it. Made another day. Another dollar and another day. Hallelujah. Now, that's not what he said. He said, praise him. He said, count it joy while you're right in the middle of this thing. Right in the middle of it. Just praise yourself right on out of it. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. I've seen a many nights. I'd lay in bed and just praise myself to sleep. Just praising God. Just, you know, I didn't have to get loud. And I, you know, sometimes cover up my head, you know. I wouldn't wake up everybody. Just praise myself to sleep. Praise God. Praise God. Count it all joy when? Well, after you get out of the trial. No, 
when you're right in the middle of it. Are you getting hold of this? Are you getting hold of this? Praise God. Praise God. Look on there. Fifth verse there. It said, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask how? In faith. In faith. Nothing wavering. For he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven by the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything, anything of the Lord. Double-minded man's unstable in all his way. He said, let not that man think he's going to receive anything. You know, Mark 11, 24 says, whatsoever things, things you desire when you pray. Believe you receive them. Pray, let him ask in faith. He's talking about things and he's th- talking about wisdom too. Let him ask in faith. Nothing wavering. Nothing wavering. Well, how are you going to keep from wavering? That I'm not going to do anything but continue to praise God for the answer. For the answer. I'm not going to, I'm not going to quote the circumstance. Oh, 105 feet. 105. 105. Got 105. You know, you talk to people and that's all they talk about is their diseases. I don't know, I think they call them hypochondriacs. No, that's not, that's not, a, that's just Satan. It's programmed people to think that away. They think that's their job. Tell you every kind of disease I had. I had an aunt. She's, that, she's gone on now. I don't know whether she wants to be the Lord or what. She's good. I liked her. She was a good old. I, I think I was the only one in the whole family that did like her. You know, she was comical to me. But she had every disease in the world. If she'd be reading, if she'd be reading something in, the, in a book and run across the disease, she'd have to have it. She'd have to have her some of that. Now that sounds like a good one, and I want that. And go up to the doctor. Doctor, you ain't got that. She'd go to doctor after doctor and say, "I'm hurting of sudden," and they'd finally just make her something to operate on her. You know, she'd been cut up. You know, every, every kind of way you could cut on somebody. She'd had every operation, had every disease in the world. And that's the way she is programmed. That's the way she... You know, people programmed to talk disease. They're programmed to talk sickness. I was at a football game the other night, and this girl talking about, I like to die the other day. I like to die. I started swelling up. Started swelling up. Started something. I don't know what else she is talking about. Wonder I didn't die. Wonder I didn't die. Uh, I thought I was going to die. Thought I was going to die. They finally rushed me to the hospital. And they give me something and, and, and found out that what they was already giving me was having a reaction to what they was going to give me. And they buy, you know, and it, she did, you know, and that's all people got talk about. Are you hearing me? Praise God. Praise God. When you ask in faith, nothing wavering. How do you keep from wavering? Start praising God for the answer. Start praising God for the answer. Now listen to me. Find scriptures. When you're praying the prayer of faith, when you find scriptures that cover your situation, then you start and continue to praise God for the answer. I'm going to say that one more time. I want you to get it. Find scriptures that covers your situation. Well, what's your situation? Well, there's my child laying there with 105 fever. Well, let's find some scriptures to cover that. Himself took my infirmities and bare my sickness. First Peter 2.24, who is on self, bare our sins in his own body on trees. If we've been dead to sin, Live unto righteousness, by whose stripes we're healed. Psalms 103, 2 said, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, 
who forgiveth all mine iniquities, not half of, forgiveth all mine iniquities, and healeth all my diseases. Praise God, hallelujah. Oh, 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 oh. Exodus 15:26, good seed, uh, and Smith's translation, they, they say, uh, said, I am Jehovah Rapha, uh, the Lord that healeth thee. They say, I am the Lord that makes you immune to disease. Well, I meditate on Father, I thank you that my household is immune to disease. We've got the life, the nature of God in that. And I find scriptures that cover my situation and then start praising God about the situation. One time when I, uh, when we was young in the Lord, we hadn't had the Holy Ghost very long, uh, something at night would attach itself to James' body. And, uh, Oh, we got it all, son. Don't worry about it. You ain't got it. Uh, but it would attach itself to his body. And it would be knots come on his head the size of Danny eggs. All over his head, knots and on his face, all over his body. All over his body. And uh, we, we were young. He was learning some things. Uh, but we take our authority over the devil and t- tell him to remove himself and it'd go away. But then it'd come back. See, that's where a, pe- a lot of people lose their healing on a counterattack. They think, well, I thought I got my healing, but here it is, it's, it's back again. So what? How many of you ever seen anyone having a battle and they just fight and they win that battle and they just run on back 10,000 miles? No, they have a counterattack. Satan will counterattack. He'll come back. He'll come back. Satan come back and he attached himself to my child. And I tell you what, the last time we took authority over that, we started praising God. Hallelujah. Had him to start praising God, thanking God. I'm telling you, Satan ain't going to hang around a bunch of praising God. Do you know that? He ain't going to hang around that thing. If you're making fun of him and telling him how, how he looks and everything and how he's defeated, he's not going to stay and listen to that forever. Hallelujah. i tell you what. That was a trial and a temptation. You know, you can stand anything when it comes on you. But when it's on one of your child, what you going to do then? See, that's when you're going to have to separate the men from the boys. What are you going to do then? Do you have the Word in you? Are you going to stand on the Word of God? Are you going to begin to praise God in the situation? Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, stand up on your feet. Well, let's just praise the Lord a minute. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (coughs) Praise the name of the Lord. Praise God. Whatever you're believing God for, You listen to me. Whatever you're believing God for, whether it's a husband, whether it's a child, whether it's a healing, whether it's an uncle, whatever it is, blessed be God, you start praising and thanking God for it now. It's yours. Have the Scripture on. Father, I thank you for it. Praise be to God. Oh, hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Hallelujah! Praise be to God! Hallelujah! Prayer on that be seated of Bahasa. Oh, praise God! Praise the holy name of Jesus! Praise your holy name! Oh, Father, we thank you that we are yours, whose we are and whose we belong. In Him we live, we move, and have our being. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! 
Praise the Lord. 